0: Hello everybody, welcome to Amateur, this is Ellie, your host, and this podcast used to be called Liminality, but life has changed and we are rebranding, so this is Amateur. So what happened? So basically, life moved on and I felt Liminality was no longer fitting for this podcast. It's something that I still stand by. But I think that every single topic that I was touching was much more focused on the process of learning and learning from life and every single thing that we need to learn. So I decided to call it amateur to be always learning from life and yes, be that student of life and fall in love with the process of learning. So this is a learning curve for me too, rebranding and changing things and moving forward and not being afraid of making mistakes. This episode is all about that today. So basically, I had several encounters in the past few weeks about making mistakes. And I've been kind of haunted by that, actually, which is very interesting. And I think you probably have had something similar happen before in your life. But I love when all of these things start connecting. Like, you know, when you have different events in your life that connect and then you realize, oh, wow, everything was speaking to me and I see this all come together. Well, I remember two weeks ago, I was in an office and I was hearing some people talk about a branding that they were doing for their own company. And I just thought like, that's so cool. And then they said, we're just gonna go with it, do everything, you know, and make mistakes along the way, you know, just do it, just do it. And we will keep on fixing along the way. And it's an interesting mentality of just going and just doing things and then fixing when things come up. And I think we should be aware of, not just having quick fixes, like actually changing things structurally. But I think there's a power in moving forward and not being afraid of making mistakes. And if you make a mistake, then not being paralyzed by that. I think I'm very known for moving, but I do get paralyzed by mistakes. And sometimes I keep on moving, but I'm hurting with that. And it's not good for my mental health and it's not good for my health at all. And I remember this Saturday, I made a huge mistake. It wasn't really huge in the scale of life or in the whole scheme of what life is, but it was huge for me because I didn't realize it. You know when you make a mistake, but you did not realize in the moment, it wasn't that you were not confident or that you knew you were going to make a mistake, you were fully confident all throughout the process that you were doing everything well, every single step of the way, you were taking care of the details, and suddenly you make a mistake that is full on being bombarded in the face, (laughs) and that's what happened to me. I had been so caught up in other things in life and I hadn't really been sleeping. And you can put any excuse, right? Like your body can actually not be in good health because of a lot of reasons. But the thing, what happened was that I made a mistake and the problem that becomes a cycle if you keep on getting stuck in mistakes is when you repeat that mistake in your head again and again and again. And it's crazy because I was reading today in The Artisan Soul by Erwin McManus, how memories are more powerful than experiences and that when we remember a memory, we are basically repeating the experience again and again and again in our body. We are experiencing it again. So if you idolize mistakes or if you get so caught up in a mistake that you can't get it out of your head then you're basically doing that same thing to your body again and again and again. And your body is feeling those things. You're getting basically attacked by your own mind. You are choosing to do that. And it's something interesting because when I make a mistake, I'm good with it. You know, I'd rather like take action and make mistakes. But I tend to get really caught up in, oh no, you did that wrong. And now you need to sit in this place of the shame and sit with it because you did that wrong. And I think that is, if anything, just counterproductive to tell ourselves, oh, you did that wrong, so you can't keep on moving on. And we live in this whole judgmental and condemning culture of you, need, you did that wrong, now you need to go to prison. And I'm not talking against laws or anything of that. But when we do that to ourselves in our own personal lives, then there is a problem. Because we end up keeping ourselves hostage to our own shame. We keep ourselves hostage to that shame and we say, oh no, now you can't be free for these two years. You need to repeat that mistake again and again and what happens is that those memories end up informing our future and where we move where we go how we act our choices we think if we live with that confident free mindset we're gonna make choices confidently and freely anything that informs you whether it's positive or negative whether it's toxic or healthy It's going to inform your choices and what you end up doing. I've been really interested in how people's lives are informed by their lifestyle, their behaviors, their habits. And I read this the other day, and that's what I want to do this podcast about. So this podcast, the first one from Amateur, is about learning about your life. So what about your life? Your lifestyles. Okay, so let's get into this. So this is super interesting and it blew my mind and I know everyone knows this, but when you deconstruct this in your own life, you end up finding tools to build the future that you want, but also you end up getting this discernment to be able to see the lives of other people and see if they're going in the right direction or not. Not to be judgmental, but just to know, okay, who do you want to be around? Who do you want to date? Who do you want to be influenced by? What voices do you want to allow to speak into your life and into your future? So what this whole construct said was, so something that you do one time, that's just an action. When you do something twice, is just repetition. When you do something a few times, it's a behavior. When you do that for a few months, it becomes a habit. And when you do something for more than a year, it's a lifestyle. So what I started doing was basically writing down the things that I had been doing for more than a year. The things that I had been doing for months but not I had not like reached the year limit. And I mean consistently. This is about consistency. Things that I had been doing For maybe a few times, but it had never reached like months or years. The things that I just did like twice and I I never do, or things that is just an action in a moment. And when you see those things in your own life, you can actually proactively act and create the future that you want. And in this way, you can kind of manage, not control your behavior, but redirect your behavior. So for instance, if I found myself, okay, I've been creating a behavior of eating out or a habit. I'm going to be very honest. <laughs> I created a habit of eating out for the past few months. I didn't used to be the person who ate out like consistently for months and or for weeks, like a long time. I just maybe occasionally and that's the way I like things to be, because I do believe in cooking at home, in not spending as much money by eating out. You do spend a lot of money post-mating, you know, there's, you don't need to do that. And for me, I decided that was something I didn't want. But when I was deconstructing these behaviors, I realized, oh, wow. So something that was a behavior that started around, let's say... July, something like July, August, a behavior that started, that that first was just an action and then a repetition and that became a behavior, became a habit because I continuously perpetuated that. And with that, I could just, you know, stay in shame and sit down and be like, oh no, you know, I became someone who I did not want to be. But what this allows us to do is absolutely the opposite of just standing and being firm, being confident and being hopeful and optimistic that I made this into a habit. Maybe you made something into a lifestyle that you don't want anymore. And you can stand there in that pivotal moment, in that crossroad and say, okay, now I'm going to go to another direction. And it's interesting because for me with this, I could just say, well, everyone does this, but I had really clear what I wanted. And I'm deconstructing my life. And while I was doing that, I had to be honest. And I think honesty is one of the first things that you need to keep in mind. Do you want to actually grow? Do you want to progress? Who do you want to become? It's okay if you want to keep certain things, but be honest about it. You don't have to be like everyone else and you shouldn't have to, but at least be aware that you're making that decision and don't come to the end of your life looking back and regretting that you were not honest with yourself. Because I think the greatest catalyst for regret is lack of honesty and it's just living in denial with yourself. Oh, no, 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 no. And then fast forward a year, two years later, then you realize, oh, I actually You know, deconstructed and uh, healthy habits and constructed unhealthy habits. Because it's very interesting how we learn and how the mind works that it's always about substituting. So if I have toxic behaviors or toxic habits or lifestyles, I need to substitute them with healthy ones. But a lot of times what we do is that we have healthy habits and we neglect them and stop pouring into them. And what happens is that we end up falling into unhealthy, toxic things, whatever it is, behavior, habit or lifestyle. So going back to the eating out dilemma, which we can use as an example for everything. And I think a lot of people, if you live in a big city and you are busy, I'm just saying and you you meet a lot of people or you're working all the time, I'm just telling you, it is difficult, but it's possible and I used to not have to eat out. So why can't I do it now? So what I said to myself was a challenge. Okay, I'm not going to do this and and I'm just not going to do it. So I bought myself groceries. I was like, I'd rather invest in this now because what do you think of is like, okay, I'm going to pay less if I don't buy groceries because I don't want to order groceries to you know, pay for delivery and then not get as many so then you get more and then you think you're spending more but you're actually saving but that's just a note on the side but yesterday i didn't eat out and the day before i didn't eat out and i'm just keeping this thing and i told my friend i always go to dinner with a friend uh, the same friend every week to catch up and with this specific friend and i told her hey we can go everywhere you want to. I'm just not gonna eat because I'm doing this challenge. So, if one of the hinders is for you, you know, whoever you're with, whoever you have a habit of spending time with, something that's good for you, it's good to have relationships, be open about it and tell them to support you in that. Like, hey, I'm going, I'm doing this, I'm wanting to change this. Uh, whether it is, I don't know, watching too many movies. Or shows, or doing something that's just taking you out of a place of focus in your life. Anything, or maybe it's not spending as much money. Like, tell people around you that care about you and that you trust, and tell them, hey, I'm doing this. Like, even if you don't want to come along in the ride, help me to support me in this. Like, and I think someone who actually loves you will understand. And we will want to support you in all of that, even with things of reminding you, hey, no, don't don't buy that, you know, don't eat out. No, you were gonna eat at home, you know. And um, it's a beautiful thing of accountability. So, in this whole episode, I wanted to talk about habits because the previous episode I talked about the mind and about when your mind is controlled by voices that are abusing you. And when you're in that whole dilemma of not being able to escape these habits, because at the end of the day, it's a lifestyle that is built up of habits that we've created in our minds. So many times we prioritize external things. And I do believe in how taking care of your body affects your soul and your spirit and everything internally, like absolutely. But if you're doing everything for your body and you're not doing anything with the thoughts that are torturing inside, it it's ineffective completely. It doesn't make any sense. And this is not to say that you shouldn't take care of your body, I think, if anything. You need to take care of your body. But you must also. I hope that you do <laughs> or at least in my experience, you should take care of your thoughts and everything inside of you that is trying to tear you apart. So talking about that, I wanted to mention another thing. So I just mentioned eating out and habits, lifestyles. And I think within that, there's also there's toxic behaviors. So I realized, for instance, what I was saying before, that you can stop and change your ways. I saw, I decided to create a list of all of the toxic behaviors that I didn't have anymore. And I was amazed that actually I didn't do those things anymore, like for a long time, and that I was out of them. And I think there's a freedom, but also some kind of inspiration and motivation and even encouragement out of seeing those things that I used to be something that I'm not anymore because I did put the effort, the intentionality because I cared enough to see these results. And I think everyone can do this, but you just need to be honest first off. And I think, I don't know how many podcasts I've done mentioning honesty as a key element in the success of whatever I was talking about. Because it is, you need honesty and you need to be honest with yourself, honest with people around you, be open, but you also need to be clear about your intentions of why you want that to change. If you just want something to change because someone else is telling you that needs to change, it's roughly, most of the time, not gonna be enough. And you're gonna need other kinds of motivation. You need to to know why. So for instance, If for me, I didn't want to eat out, and I'm keeping stretching this all the time, all the time. But if I don't want to eat out anymore, I have reasons for it. I know for me personally, it doesn't make me healthier. I don't like eating things where I don't know exactly like everything that has been, it has been cooked with, like ingredients, the oils, all of that, Um. I like to have control over my macros and if I cook at home, I can control that. If not, no, I spend more money if I eat out and that affects my budget. So you need to have clear intentions. And also one big thing for me is I don't like being out of control. Not in the sense of being a control freak, which I used to be. So, So I know what it is that I'm not now that, but... It's a thing of being, of lacking self control. I don't like being controlled by behaviors or patterns that are toxic. I don't like being controlled by fear or intrinsics that are unhealthy. I like to be free and be proactive, not reactive, because I want to be sure that my life creates the most good. And I want to be sure that my life is not just a reaction to circumstances in life, but that it's actually intentional and moving in the direction of a greater future, in the direction of goodness, and in the direction of this highest self that I envision. So with that said, of the hope that there is for changing, I wanted to talk about demonized habits in culture. So that is probably going to be the title of this episode because I was having some conversations yesterday and I was amazed, full on mind blown. So this happened. I was in this Bible study and we were all just talking about habits that we have that we wanted to fast. Basically, if you're not um, from any spiritual background this is just basically a concept that is used for to get closer spiritually to God, to your um purest self that is just most connected to who you're supposed to be and, and basically your God, you know? Um, And there's a lot to it that wasn't really well explained, but you can ask me more if you want to. Um, Easter is coming up and because Easter is coming up, We are fasting to grow intimately in our relationship with Jesus and know him more and for the sake of becoming more like him and doing more good in the world and creating a better world. Because whatever is inside of you, whether you believe in Jesus or not, whether you believe in any God or not, whatever is inside of you creates the world around you. So if what's inside of you is bitterness and anger and selfishness, the world around you is going to reap those results and you're going to see the destruction that comes from that. And however, if the world internally within you is selfless and self-controlled and filled with love and joy and patience and hope and faithfulness, the world around you is going to be that way. So when we fast and we grow closer to Jesus, we grow closer to his character, which is basically all of those things. This love is joy, faithfulness, goodness, patience, peace. And in that way, everything that comes out of me or anyone will be a result of that. So I think there's a beauty where whatever circumstance, context, background you come from. I believe there is a beauty in filling yourself with good things and renewing your mind, renewing your heart, renewing everything within you to be transformed to something that is close to the world that you imagine. You can't create a world out of an inner world that is destructive and tearing itself apart. You can't create goodness out of an inner world that is the opposite of that and it's terrorizing yourself all the time. And tying it up to the previous episode I made, I believe that although we all have our internal narratives that try to tear us down, we all live in that battle of knowing that there is good things that construct us and things that destroy that destroy us fully and that slowly erode our character erode our perception of reality skew our world and how we see everything and end up tearing apart even the the most intimate most innocent parts of ourselves and make us full on filled with despair and losing all hope and I think when we were talking about fasting everyone was talking about different things that made them more vulnerable to how I would say more vulnerable to not being their highest self more vulnerable to not creating the world around them that they want. More vulnerable to pour out of them things that are not good and to be filled with bitterness and rage and just uh, lack of self-control and all these things. And you can say, okay, so what is wrong with those things? I think in general, we can see that those things just create a vision of reality that paralyzes us and hinders our process in creating good in the world and thinking about others in a positive narrative, which basically stops the progression of social reconstruction. But everyone was giving different things. And I think your character is built by the small things in your life. If you don't have self-control with eating sweets, you might end up further in your life not having self-control with something bigger. Like, you know, maybe having an affair. And I'm not saying this is like, you know, you do this and then you're going to do that. Or I remember my mom always saying if if someone steals a dollar, like they're capable of stealing like a million dollars. So I think it's not that one determines like A determines B, but that A builds up to B and B to C and C to D and e to, and all of that. And I remember a friend told me the other day how... This whole thing was deconstructed for marriages that failed and had affairs and that every single one in this big study that they did and that I will have to reference because it was really good was led by these, I think, nine, nine steps or something like that, that every single couple took. It was like you could trace it back, and it's crazy because while they were taking those steps, they didn't realize it, but in retrospect, every single person could analyze those steps, and they were the exact same steps that led to affairs in marriages, and it's so crazy, so whenever I these people in this um Bible study yesterday were' talking about, okay, well, maybe I'm fasting sweets or I'm fasting and watching shows when when I wake up or I'm fasting social media or coffee or whatever it is for every person that they chose I realized okay this is crazy and um, there's so many things that are not necessarily wrong but we demonize because we abuse of them so when I was thinking of demonized habits and culture, I just wanted to make a list of every single thing that people talk about and they say, oh, this is not good for you, but they still do. And then society demonizes it. Everyone demonizes it. And then everyone still keeps doing it, which is interesting to me because I'm like, if something for you is not good and you keep on doing it you're at risk of building a shame and guilt mentality. And, not, and if not, you're at risk of building a lack of responsibility and abdicating ownership mentality of like, I can do whatever I want, it's not gonna affect me. And it becomes a very self-centered posture that is very dangerous. But what I, I'm not saying that this applies to everyone and I'm not saying at all that this is like A equals B. But it's more what I said before of, like, little steps build up. And what we thought one time was just, like, something random that someone says, like a saying, it can become a societal, cultural narrative that shapes the future of this generation. So now that you've heard all of that, you can bear with me and hear these things. So one of the things was coffee. Then people talked about, let me list some things of what people consider bad or negative. Or if you hear, there's like, I think all of these things there's, um, for these things that I'm going to mention, there's two arguing groups that are against each other. Like, I drink coffee or I don't drink coffee. It's not good for you. Or, um, you know, I don't know, fast food. Okay, let me list some coffee, fast food, fried foods watching netflix or any stream service um <sighs> watching too much of it whatever um what else guys let me think you know all of those things um even one person said listening to music but like music in general because she got distracted and that was interesting to me i wouldn't put this in this category of things because i don't think people demonize that but more things would be bread Gluten, oh my gosh. If you live anywhere close to LA, you know that that is demon- demonized like crazy. Um, what else? Doo-doo. If you think of anything, dating apps. Um, oh yes, overexpending. So with this one, I'm kind of revealing my point in all of this that every single thing that people are mentioning is not inherently bad in itself. If you're buying a pair of pants, it's not bad. If you're drinking a cup of coffee, it's not bad. If you're, um, whatever you're doing, that the, if you eat like one sweet, it's not bad. The problem is when all of these things that are an action or maybe a repetition become a lifestyle. As I was mentioning before of like actions, repetitions, behaviors, habits, and lifestyles. So the issue is that We have become desensitized to our actions and our choices. And we have created habits that have become lifestyles in our life that we just think are transients and that are, they're just nomads. They're just passing by in our lives. And then one moment we'll be like, oh, we we always do that. And I'm saying me because I've done this before too. And I'm not doing it anymore. But as this whole thing of someone saying like, oh, yeah, I had three cups of coffee. Oh, yeah, like I had that thing, that bread, I shouldn't have had it. And the issue wasn't having the issue is when you continuously perpetuate the thing that you said you were not going to do or that you thought think it's not good for you and then you live in the denial that you are not really that that that's not your life so but you're constantly doing it and constantly saying sorry for it constantly saying like oh i shouldn't have done that so it, it leaves this world of like lack of self responsibility or maybe actually it reminds me of this thing i heard the other day of when someone outs themselves first so they're like no i did it so everyone knows but then they have the power to do whatever they want to do because they're honest about what they do first. And the issue with that is that if we lose all sense of moral, even social responsibility for what we're doing in terms of, okay, I'm just, you know, it's okay. I, I said this lie. I didn't treat this person well. I didn't open that door. I threw this in the floor. I threw trash in the floor. All of these things. I'm not saying I did any of those things, by the way. Um, If We do that. We end up reaching this place of getting comfortable with doing things that we know are wrong and then getting away with them as if we're not doing anything wrong. And we basically distort our own compass of what is right and wrong in terms of society and what is going to help others or not and what is going to help ourselves. Okay, so another thing I wanted to say about that is that By itself, all of these things are not really wrong. It's just how much we do them if we're abusing of something. So, if I'm abusing of, I don't know, anything, watching TV, it's going to be bad for me. Again, now, everyone has a different sensitivity to things. For someone, it's like coffee. For some people, if they have like a thousand coffees, it will not affect them. And I'm exaggerating. But... For some people if they have like a sip of coffee, they will get an attack. And it's interesting. The same thing with um fast food. And uh, no, fast food doesn't apply. I am sorry for anyone who I'm not really sorry, but you, you shouldn't really be eating fast food if you think that's gonna be healthy for you. Um but the last thing that I wanted to say after all of this rant, and thank you for staying with me all through this because this has been intense, was that even if you do all of those things or if you don't do all of those things, what I was saying before, I just want to go full circle. It doesn't matter if your mind is not taken care of. And if you want to change those habits in your mind, you can do the same thing that you would do for habits that you have in general. So one first thing I would do is Write down the things that you do, you've done for more than a year, the things that you've done for a few months and the thoughts that you've had. Like what I've been doing is literally writing down the moment I have a thought I know is toxic, I write it down and then I'm tracking things like, oh, so this is a pattern or this is a behavior or how long have I been thinking this way? When was the last time I had a thought like this? And this way you can basically trace what lifestyles have you created, the behaviors you have, things that are like shorter term, longer term, and then you can start substituting because I said this before, I think, that you can't really change something just by saying, I'm going to stop doing this, you know, I'm just going to stop. You need to substitute it because your mind only learns that way. So if we are to learn from life, it's not just about focusing on the mistake, as I said before, it's about substituting the mistake with something else so that you can move on and move forwards and put your focus on something else. And that's something. Let it be the future put your focus in the future put your focus on something you're creating on what you're building on who you want to become and not who you were or who you've been in the past if you're fixated in who you have been in all the things you're ashamed of you're never going to be able to move past that and create a new you so i think one big thing as what i said before is of course you need to be honest with yourself but And you need to be humble enough to be able to move past that and courageous enough to believe that there's a new future for you if you actually decide to step into it. So honesty, humility, and courage, all of these beautiful intrinsics. And I think with all of that, to wrap this up, I would encourage you and challenge you to just do that list like keep track. I've been keeping track. And you know, it's interesting because the moment that you think, oh yes, I have everything under control. Like when I had that whole epiphany of um, the mind and how it all works and how we can visualize it that that way um, and be free of all of those voices that are keeping us hostage and abusing us. The next day I was all like, all over the the moon thinking about that but the next day i woke up a little funky and i had to battle that because i realized wow now all of these thoughts are coming because i'm aware of this now i'm realizing wow i actually have all of these things stored there but and it's something difficult because you think that when you're going to face something, when you're going to be honest about something, that is just going to be cleared out. No, what happens is that you're opening the door for every single thing that you haven't been honest about, that you haven't been clear about with yourself and that you've just been hiding under the rug of your life and you need to bring it out. So just bear with it. Persevere. Be consistent. And just trust the process. Don't give up early. I remember... um. Like two years ago, two years and a half ago, I started this diet, um, not really encouraging for diets, but just more for meal plans. So, But I started that because I had really bad blood tests and I'm vegan and, and I really needed that. And I had gained weight and I needed to get back on track and everything. And I remember they wanted me to eat more than what I ate already. And I was like, what is this? Like, I didn't, I was like, what? But I decided to trust the process. Even if I felt really uncomfortable, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. It's okay. This is what they're telling me to do. I'm just going to do exactly what they tell me to do. And it ended up working. And I was like blown away. Like, why? And in that moment, I didn't understand that like my metabolism needed to be fueled even more to actually wake up. So I think so many times there's things in our lives that we don't understand. And it seems that we're making, taking steps back, that we're not making progress, that we're making backward progress. And we get discouraged because we say, oh, I'm being honest. I'm taking steps forward. I'm being courageous. I don't understand why this is not working. And then the the issue is when we give up early and we don't reap any harvest. But what you need to do and what I challenge you to do is just, keep on just a little longer, just a little longer, because you will not realize, like, you will have results earlier than you think you will have. And suddenly, you will be living in another reality that you never thought you could have lived in. So, yes, that's what we were talking about today. There's so many other things that I want to talk about, like how to move forward, and where to move forward. I want to talk about what i want for myself and i think that could be illuminating for some people i love listening to podcasts and hearing what people are aspiring to do and who they want to become but also i would encourage you to do that for yourself to just write a list for yourself who you want to become not only tracking your toxic behaviors habits and lifestyles but finding that list in order to be able to substitute the toxic behaviors with healthy things of who you want to become, create a vision for your life and execute it. And yeah, I think if anything, when we get tripped over by when someone says, you know, build a vision for your life, do this, you know, and vision, visualize, we get stuck because we don't make practical steps for it. We just think, oh yeah, I made a vision, but now what's up? So I would make a list and step by step, try, just keep on trying and be gracious to yourself because that's another thing you need to substitute. Substitute torture for teaching. This is about learning from from life, not torturing yourself from the outcome of your mistakes. So... I just dropped the pen in the floor. But yes, it's all about teaching and not torture. Fixate on the future, not on your failures. And yes, so I think the pro- next episode, we're going to talk about prioritizing relationships and mission-based relationships and moving fast because that's something I'm going through right now. But I'm really grateful that you tuned in today. I hope this episode was helpful in any way. I hope that you're able to find some kind of balance in your life that leads you to more. I hope that balance for you is not comfortable, but is fulfilling, meaningful, and fruitful. That you find growth in every single step and that you learn from everything around you. I hope you have a great day, and this is Amateur by Ellie. Goodbye.